0: Welcome to TESO Consulting Group's DEI podcast series, Why is it so hard? Shining through the shadow of resistance. I'm Dr. Tanya Breland. And I am
1: Erica Leak. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody.
0: We're so happy to be here again, and we're so glad that you joined us again. I'm Tanya
1: Breland. And I'm Erica Leek, and this is our podcast, Why Is It So Hard? Shining Through the Shadows of Resistance. And in our podcast together, we just challenge each other to um, really think about some of the um, ways that our society prevents us from being socially just and free. But we also talk a lot about how we can be the change that we wish to see in our in our society, so we invite you to listen in and join our conversation,
0: yeah, we hope this challenges you to be the change that you want to see, so today, our topic is we're stronger together together, together we're stronger. yeah,, yes, we so are. Um, you know, I, we were talking about like what we should you know present today and you know, we started thinking about this concept of individualism and collectivism. And, you know, some people may not really know what that is. You want to talk a little bit about like, what we mean when we say individualism versus collectivism?
1: Sure. So if we think about it, um, as the author Zaretta Hammond has um, explained it, it being on a continuum. Mm -hmm. So on the one end, on the extreme end, we have individualism, right? Mm -hmm. So in individual and an individualistic um, frame or or context, you know, people kind of do things by themselves, they they there's an emphasis on independence and individual achievement Mm -hmm. and, you know, competition and, and those kinds of things and being self reliant. um, And, and the idea that you're supposed to take care of yourself in order to get ahead in society. But then on the opposite end of that same continuum, there's an emphasis on interdependence and group success. Mm-hmm. Collaboration mm-hmm. is huge mm-hmm. in, um, in a collectivist um, world. And also relationships matter. Mm-hmm. And if one wins, we all win. In fact, one doesn't win, we all win together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there's this really, um, the, the, these op- this opposite ends of, of a continuum that says either the one, the individual, or everybody, the, mm-hmm. the collective.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and what's interesting about this whole individual individualism versus collectivism, our country is really kind of rooted in individualism. Sure. Um, you may have heard the term rugged individualism, mm-hmm. and it really is just kind of that, um, you know, that notion that, You know each individual is really responsible for themselves and what we find in the research is that you know um, groups that tend to come from European countries tend to be more on the individual individualism side and you know other um, you know ethnic groups who have you know African background or Latin um, Latin roots or Asian Um, Middle Eastern Mm -hmm. and even Slavic Mm -hmm. cultures Mm -hmm. tend to be more collectivist and so um, that really gets to be kind of interesting in this country that has like a growing population of you know um, people of color Mm -hmm. and and how you know how does this dominant narrative of individualism you know meet with people who come with more of a collectivist type of approach? Now, <clears throat> let me caution you. It doesn't mean that everybody is fully individualistic yeah. and everybody's fully collective right. collectivist in their um, in their thinking and their way of being. But you know, we're somewhere along those that continuum.
1: Yes. Yes. I, I think um, a really good example of this is sometimes we th- we see this in like cuisine and the way that people um, engage to eat. Right. So. I can remember going to a restaurant and I feel like it was maybe um, a Moroccan restaurant. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we all sat down, like there were no individual seats. Like we all kind of sat down around on these like large pillows and, and the food was brought out um, together. So you ordered what everybody wanted. We all agreed what we wanted. And the food came out, you know, communal style and it was such a difference between what I had been exposed to in other restaurants, mm-hmm. where you know you ordered for yourself mm-hmm. and you ate, you know what was on your plate, right? So even sometimes we see this in different ways that we experience mm-hmm. other cultures. Um, we see the difference in the individual versus a collective. Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: Yeah, and it's it's really interesting because you know while America really values individualism, um, you know as to black women, we find ourselves when we're training really leaning towards that collectivist, you know, approach. Yeah. And it's natural for us. Yeah. Like it's really natural. And we notice that if we're, you know, if we're training with audiences that are not predominantly audiences of color, it's not uncommon for those audience members to be a little like annoyed that we yeah. want them to work together. Yeah. Like we hear that. Yes. You're know, like we, do. Oh, we have to work together. You know, mm-hmm. it's like Yeah, you know, and and for us, it's just kind of a part of like how we do things. Yeah. um, Because this is kind of how we were, you know, it's it's very much a part of it's ingrained in us, quite honestly. Yeah, yeah, I was
1: was thinking about that as you were talking, like how the group was very much a part of um, our family and our church life. You Mm -hmm, know, growing mm -hmm. up, there was this idea that you represented both. And when there was when achievement happened, like in our family, it was like, yes, the Newmans, you know, and, and my father said a lot, you know, when you leave this house, you represent me. And, and it wasn't so there was never this idea of you being out there by yourself. It was, this is what we do, right, you know, and even, even I can remember even thinking about where to go to college, you know, I had to think about it wasn't just about where I wanted to go. It was about how is where you're going to go, going to impact the finances of this group? How is it going to impact, you know, even sort of the routine? Like I had to really think about my family. It wasn't Mm -hmm. just about Erica going off. It was very much about like, how does this affect the Newman clan? Mm -hmm. And it was also like that in a church. I I came up in a traditionally black church Mm -hmm. and group think, was huge. Mm-hmm. We did a lot of things together. I, even, even down to, you know, um, I can remember having to rehearse um, in our teenage choir, standing up together. Yes. Like, you know, nobody, yes. even if you were a soloist, right, you had to stand up with everybody else. I forgot about yes. That. yes, but yes. think about how yeah. Collective that Mm -hmm. mindset is Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: yeah yeah no Mm -hmm. that's that's a really good example
1: Mm -hmm. Um,
0: I completely like we had to rehearse that that.
1: it wasn't even like you're absolutely right right. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah yeah
0: and you know what happens I think sometimes because there is this kind of dominant narrative around individualism we'll hear people say things like you know um, pull yourself up from your bootstraps or whatever it's like you know Mm -hmm. I worked hard to get to where I am Mm -hmm. and you know and and they resent you know, anything that seems to push against, you know, this um, notion of individualism. And, you know, while it's very much a part of American culture, I think that the challenge with that is, you know, America is filled with people of color and that may not be the way that they do things. And also, when we think about like differences in who has access sometimes and yeah. who doesn't have access, I think sometimes that can get lost
1: mm-hmm. in this
0: narrative of, of individualism.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: and it's, you know, it's a it can be dicey to have those conversations. It
1: can be, especially <laughs> when, you know, um, the communal is seen as deficit, right. Right? right? Especially when, you know, the communal or the collective you know, so we think about, you know, an intergenerational family and, you know, in certain contexts, you know, if, if you're raised to sort of go out and make it on your own, then a kid that's being raised in an intergenerational family where we might have two or three generations, you know, living together, working together, supporting each other, providing resources mm-hmm. for the collective, you know, from the outside, mm-hmm that might look like you know sort of this deficit Mm -hmm. of crowdedness Mm -hmm. and poverty Mm -hmm. and you know like all of this other all of these other types of language that we hear around you know um you know but it could be a large tight-knit family that supports each other and you know so think about how think about the wealth of experiences that a kid would have if we have not only our siblings and our parents, but we've got our grandparents here, maybe there's an auntie mm-hmm, there, mm-hmm. you know, we, you know, supporting each other right. through life. We also
0: know? see that in um, families that come to this mm-hmm. country. So, you know, a number of years ago, my husband and I were doing a, um, a marriage conference at a church that was predominantly African. And I think the vast majority were either from Nigeria or from from, from Ghana, mm-hmm. but some may have come from other countries in Africa as well. And we were, a, a question came up in, in that session about, um, you know, some of the conflict that, this you know, the couples have around sending money back home.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so, um, you know, we having been in America with this kind of like individualistic kind of, you know, dominant narrative, if yeah. you will, the way that we responded was not aligned to a very collectivist perspective. Mm, mm -hmm. And so, you know, we had a break, I remember having a break and the pastor of this particular church where we were doing this marriage conference, you know, spoke to us and shared, you know, so I just want to give you a little bit of background, Um, you know, in our cultures, it is expected that we you know um when if our families you know are here in America, it is expected that when our families work that our families send money back home. That is the expectation and so that whole collectivist yeah. mindset and I've seen that in other cultures as well, <clears throat> which is very different than what we see here, where it's a lot of like on your own yep. kind of thinking yep um and it's sort of like um you know it can, it, it, it that narrative. That dominant narrative really clashes with, yes. you know, the narrative of many of many cultures that are now represented here um, in our country, and I think it's it's something that's worth noting and talking about, which is why we're having this conversation today. Yeah,
1: I, I even think about some of the 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 language around, um, you know, uh, millennials mm-hmm. and um, what is the new generation? Is it is Gen Z? Gen Z, I think. Gen Z, right? <laughs> And so there's the a, young ones the young ones right that are that are kind of coming out and and, and, and finishing college and, and and trying to start their you know their lives and there's a lot of'm I'm, I'm always interested I have a 26 year old um, and she she did move out to Arizona but during the pandemic she moved home which I'm totally fine with um, and I hear a lot of um, conversation, all these really big reports around how Gen Zers are not able to buy their own home or they're not able to get out on their own. and And, you know, part of my challenge with that is like, okay, so if they need additional help or if they need, you know, additional support, you know, in this really tough economy, you know, or if they just need additional resources, you know, that's okay, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? That's okay. But there's this, but but the tenor of the conversation is the expectation mm-hmm. that at a certain age, you'll just be out on your own, right? Right. right. Rather than right. even, it, you know, I, I will say that, um, I know that there's gonna come a time when my daughter is, you know, will leave and, and everything like that. And I'm okay with that, but I'm also okay with her, you know, contributing to, you know, our family life as well. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, so I'm just really, it, it just really strikes me as interesting around the um, sort of the, the tone of the rhetoric around like, they're not leaving yet, right, you know? right? they're still at home. Yeah. And it's like, well, isn't that okay yeah. right it, now? It, a
0: society doesn't make it okay.
1: That's right. But
0: as you were talking about your daughter, I was remembering my own grandparents. So, you know, they lived in Chicago which is where I was born. And they had a three family house. And what I remember as a little girls, you know, when, go to, when we would go to visit, my grandmother's mother also lived in their apartment or their house. Um, and then above them was my grandfather's sister and his oldest brother. And above them was kind of rotating. So at one point there was, you know, their son, and, and daughter-in-law. And there's another point that there was a um, um, his his younger brother who actually I uh, learned was actually his nephew, mm-hmm. but that's no. a whole other story. Um, <laughs> another, and, another episode. Yeah, another episode. <laughs> another right. Family secret. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, but it but growing up, you know, we we began to know that side of the family because of how they lived. And so while my grandparents were the ones that, that owned the structure, I, I don't know if his sister and brother paid rent, you know, or was that just so that the whole family had a place to live at different points in times, um, you know, in their lives. And, you know, it was really, um, it was just really just the norm. It was just how they, how they lived, how we, came to like no, yeah. like living situations. It didn't seem awkward at any point or odd or strange. It was just like the norm. And they looked out for one another that way. And that whole collective, that's where you see that example of collectivism, you know, um, in, in our family, mm-hmm. which was really, really very powerful, I think.
1: Yeah, my father, mm-hmm. my father grew up in Philadelphia, in North Philadelphia and when I was younger, we moved out to New Jersey, Mm -hmm. but my father used to talk a lot about, so there were the Newmans and there were the Odricks and they were very close. And he, and anytime my dad had a memory about, you know, his life growing up, it involved either the Newman, the brothers and sisters or the Odricks who are his cousins. And what you, what I started to realize um, as an adult was just how supportive that structure was. Mm -hmm. You know, it was about, you know, it was a few blocks of family. Mm -hmm. And so through that, they received, you know, referrals for jobs, help with education, Mm childcare, food, Mm -hmm. financial resources, like all of that was available within the collective. Yes. And how powerful is that for, for families? You know, because it's not, it's not easy, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. When we strike out and it's you're on your own, but how powerful is that for yeah. the families to just support each other? And we see this particularly, like you said, with um, with um, cultures or people who come over from from other cultures. And we see it also too with marginalized communities mm-hmm. that have um, you know a lack of resources, mm-hmm. and they develop a collective. Mm-hmm. Um, we and we do really important, and it's very important. Mm-hmm. It's very important. It's a lifeline in in in, in very many instances. Yeah. yeah.
0: You know, and what's um, I think challenging is when we think about like how schools are set up. Yeah. You know, um, teachers teach in isolation. You know, occasionally you'll see team teaching happening, but that's usually like because it, you know there's um, there are students with disabilities in the yes. classroom, and there's a teacher who's certified to work with those students. You know, with disabilities, and that's where you might see collaboration, and you might see a move towards like professional learning communities, um, but many times you don't really see that. Right. And a lot of teachers are kind of like out there on an island really trying to, you know, create environments, yes. learning environments that are um, positive for students. And, you know, but we, we also see that, um, that same thing in the classrooms. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if the teachers are teaching in isolation, students are also learning in isolation in many ways, meaning they are, you know, you can go into a classroom and look at the seating. So how are students sitting in that classroom? Yeah, it's not uncommon to still see. And we had this growing up rows and rows of students, yes. which, you know, really speaks to this independence, this individualism. And while there's <clears throat> some merit there, you know, ultimately with this growing population of students of color and, you know, in our state, more than half nearly 60% of our students are students of color. Yeah. And so right. what that should mean is that there should be some adaptation in the classroom mm-hmm. so that isolation and independence piece should really be more of a collectivist piece where you see the desk for example grouped together where um, instruction is centered around you know the collaborative problem solving and you know working together as a group because to, together, they're stronger.
1: That's right. That's right. I mean, literally, there's so much research around how social the brain Mm -hmm. is, right? Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. not only in school, but also at work, how, how, how important that is. I think we see, we're seeing that now too, you know, a lot of teachers, particularly post COVID talked, you know, talked a lot to us around how kids are really struggling with social skills. And so because of that, there's this resistance mm-hmm. to put kids in groups or have them work together. And what we know is that, you know, if they don't get a chance to practice it, right. they're not gonna learn it, right? right. And so right. resisting the the need or the practice of allowing kids to work through, you know, to problem solve mm-hmm. together mm-hmm. and to have conversations one, it goes against how the brain is wired mm-hmm. because the brain is so social. We learn from each other all right. the time. Right. Um, but also it kind of stops them from learning the practice of group work, teamwork, collaboration, mm-hmm. you know, all those skills that they need in right. the 21st relationship century building. relationship right. building, yeah. all of those All yeah. of those skills that this used to be called soft skills. Right. You know, right. Um, right. But all of those skills that they need to, to be successful.
0: I mean, quite honestly, it has worked for us. So, yeah. you know, I, I started TSO Consulting Group um, 11 years ago, almost mm-hmm. 12. I started by myself, you know, kind of like, okay, I want to start this business and, you know, and it was really tough. Mm-hmm. But in the last, you know, year and a half that you and I, almost two years that we've been mm-hmm. working together, you know, that was like the best decision. Yeah. Working together, we are so much stronger. We are. We're so much more successful collaborating and working together. It's like we have, you know, diverse perspectives. We're not the same people, but there are a lot of ways. You know, just... everybody
1: says we look alike. I know. We, I don't. Just, we, we don't. We don't think we, we don't. do.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we kind of have short, short curly hair, you know. That's we're, it.
1: We're both, both black, but we're not the same. We and don't look like And quite striking, I might add. Right. But we don't look alike, okay? <laughs> <laughs> just a little levity. Uh,
0: but, you know, but really, I, I've found that this is a much better business because of you.
1: Oh, You know,
0: and because we get to collaborate yeah. together and yeah. we do indeed collaborate yes, on we do. every aspect of what we do. Yes, we do. And, and we find that it's more successful yes. that way. Yes. You know, I remember yes. the very first time we were prepping for a training and I was like, oh, I have to do this training. And it was one that I was doing independently and you said well why don't we work in it together and I was like I never thought of that. <laughs> I mean, it, it made sense obviously but I just I was just so used to working independently mm-hmm. and struggling mm-hmm. that when you s- suggested that do you remember that? I do remember that. It was almost like oh you know like <laughs> it was so um, it, it was it was a game changer. But then I love to collaborate and I just didn't, you know, I was so used to having to do it by myself, you know, because there's also this narrative about, you know, like build your own business and yeah, it's nice to build your own business, but you're going to struggle when you're not doing it together. I mean, you don't have to struggle, Um, but there's some, there's power in the partnership.
1: There is. And I, I think the other, another piece of that is that, the environment, the work environments where we came out of Mm -hmm. really did sort of, it didn't lend itself to collaboration. And there was a lot of challenge around who got credit for what. Mm -hmm. And so it did force you to work by yourself and, and all of that. But I do remember that, yeah, a lot of silos, Mm -hmm. but I do remember that because, and I remember that collaboration and I thought, this was so, it, it, first of all, it was fun. Yes, I really enjoyed it and it, went, it was one of the few times where I was like, God, I really enjoy, I'm really enjoying this. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you're really good at something because I'm sure you could have put that workshop together without, a, without a, a problem, but sometimes you can do it, but sometimes you don't enjoy it. And right. so I think I enjoyed that so
0: much. Yeah, I did too, you know, and, I and that's, that, so that has much. become the way that we do business, yes, yes, you know, yes. um, and and we're much better for it. Yes. The business is much better for, it. and I think we our reach and our impact is better. You know, it um, it allows us to be more innovative and to maybe take risks that Agreed. we may not have taken um, because there's safety here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that when we create that environment where um, you know people are collaborating, whether it's in the workplace or in the, in the classroom. You know, where there's collaboration, there's an opportunity for problem solving, yes. Yes. You know, diversity of thought, right? which is really important, I think, um, you know, in whatever work that needs to be done, um, really just helping with, um, you know, um, building communication mm-hmm. skills, you know, which is something that we see with students in particular yes you know
1: I think even with us though the communication sometimes you say something like that is so good
0: I do that you know that is so good
1: I love that phrase or I love the way that you just said that or listening to the way like sometimes you could have like a concept in your head Mm -hmm. and then I can have a concept in my head and then you'll verbalize Mm it's like Mm -hmm. yes that's exactly it right so but had we not you know had that conversation yeah right i would have never heard it yeah i think also too like when i when we're collaborating together and i think this happens with kids and i think it has happens on on teams where there's you know really great communication and collaboration there is a motivation Mm -hmm. to 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 get there to work to you know work together um, because even though we collaborate, there are times that's, that we're like, oh, that's a nice necklace, where'd you mm-hmm, get that? And then we'll chat, right. well, hey, okay, get back to work, you know? Right, right, right. right. <laughs> but you know, that that connection right. and that bonding, right. I think it increases the motivation to to actually get that work done, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. then I think, you know, like you started off with, you know, the outcomes are just so much better. Yes. They're just so much yes. better, you yeah, know? I mean,
0: think about like classroom projects, for yeah. example. So. Mm-hmm. When um a student has to work independently on a project, they have a myopic view. Yeah. This is, you know, it's really only what they've learned yes. about something. But when you bring in the collective, and the collective says, here's a piece of information that I found, and here's yes. some something that might be really yes. valuable to this, you've got a, a more robust product yes. here. That's right. You know? That's um right. and not only that, the kids have learned something from each of their colleagues that they otherwise
1: might not have learned. I think another huge piece, and I think, you know, as we sort of, you know, wind um, our wind up our conversation or wrap up our conversation, I think there's an issue of accountability as well. Yes. That's really important mm-hmm. and hugely, it matters hugely in a group. Mm-hmm. So as a teacher- And in life. And in life. Right. So as a teacher, or even as a manager, of of a a professional team or you know a work group you know that group will hold each other accountable Mm -hmm. in a way that you won't necessarily have to do that as facilitator of of that group that's a really powerful thing, especially if you've ever been in the classroom where one kid has you know said to another kid you know don't don't do that or don't talk like that or come on we got to get this done Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. that accountability matters hugely Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because that's part of the benefit of the collective
0: right and there's a reduction in in the stress and the workload yes so you know that example that i gave with um with me prepping for that training that you said hey we can do that together even though it was a training that i i had to deliver Mm -hmm. independently by us doing it together that reduced the stress for me because I was feeling like, you know, oh my goodness, I don't have that much time and I've got to get this done and, you know, and you're like, we can do this together, you know, and like, it's like, oh, okay. So then I didn't feel like I had to come up with everything because I first, first of all, I trust your intellect because you're extremely intelligent. Oh, sorry, (laughs) that's why we're a good pair. Exactly. Uh, We're just loving on each other today. (laughs) but you know it it helped it really helped to reduce the stress and the workload the workload is that much better and even now with the work that we're doing and we're expanding our team you know thankfully and as we expand our team we now you know some of our stress gets to be um, reduced because we have others to help us with the workload that's right you know and that's that's really important and so you know, when we let's kind of, you know, bring this back around to just this whole piece around the individualism versus collectivism. It's not to say that there may not be a time where working alone and independently Absolutely. isn't um, isn't important or necessary. But um, I think that really consider, strongly considering where can there be collaboration? Yes. Where yes. can there be, you know, where can we bring the collective together right. with, you know, whatever the task is? I think that that's, there's there's power in that, that we otherwise may not
1: think about. Absolutely, just in that example, the collective planned the training, but you delivered it, you know, as, as an individual. And so, but you shined. So we all, you know, contributed to that right, and right. it benefited us us all. Right,
0: right. And
1: so um, in this conversation, we hope that you, you know, found or thought about some ways that, you know, um, the collective that you could actually, you know, benefit from or or even utilize or create a collective that will, you know, just sort of provide support for the members of a, of a community. And when you do, let us know, yeah. let us know.
0: We'd love to hear your feedback we as really always. Would.
1: Again, thank you for joining us. Thank you. I'm Tanya. And I'm Erica.
0: And we look forward to seeing you again soon. Take care, everyone.